Hello there, welcome to this week's Bet McLean Football Show. Coming up this week, Stephen Beacom and myself are joined by a guy who's on fire at Glenavon, Josh Daniels. And on top of that, a guy who's left the Glenavon camp, former coach and now Dungannon Swift's manager, Chris Lindsay. Right, Chris, Josh, you're very welcome. I'll say congratulations to both of you before we start. Firstly, amazing start of the season and where you are, and congratulations on the new job. So how's life at Tangana Swifts? It's good. It's good. Find my feet, but find them quickly. Yeah, you've got a good squad of boys and you know the job that's ahead of you. How big a task do you think it is? Yeah, no, there's a great group of, group of players there. You know, it's a good changing room with quality players in it, but it's a big job. We're bottom of the league. We can't hide that. Um, so we need to start picking up points and start picking them up pretty quickly. Have you had much time to think about leaving Glenavon and uh, and how does that feel? Um, I haven't, to be honest with you, haven't really had that much time. You know, literally took the job on the sort of Tuesday night, Wednesday, and was straight into training on a Thursday, preparing for a game. Funny enough, against Glenavon. So you know, focus had to switch immediately to Dungannon and Dungannon and getting them wins on the board and getting the players ready for, for the matches coming up. But, you know, it's it's strange, it's a little different. Obviously, I've got the final say now on, on playing matters, um, but, you know, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. How, how difficult was it a decision to make to go? It was difficult. You know, obviously, I've had a great six, six and a half years at, at Glenavon where I was player, then coach, um, and Glenavon are obviously flying this season, um, sitting top of the league. But... I've never had the fact that I wanted to manage, you know, Dungannon are a, a good club, they're a good family club with, with a quality squad and I couldn't let that opportunity pass me by, you know, I would have regretted it. Um, so it was tough, but on the same side, you know, that's what I want to do and that's what I've always wanted to do, so it wasn't overly can these, can these boys win the league? Uh, I think they can, yeah. Um, they're absolutely flying at the minute, you know, they're playing with confidence, they're oozing confidence. Um, and they're on that, that run, that momentum's massive in our league. And if they can keep that momentum going, there's no reason why they can't. You know, they've quality players all over the pitch. You know, you've got Josh, who's been flying this season. He's, he's started it so, so well. You know, Stephen Murray's on fire. You've got Sexy. They've made a great signing in Ben Doherty from Derry on loan, who's come into the centre midfield with, with Mark Sykes and the two of them complement each other ever so well. But they've also got one of the best goalkeepers in the league. You know, there's there's no reason why they can't. They're, they're young players of another season, experience behind them. You know, Caelan Marn has last year's league campaign behind him. He's matured so so much, and he's I've no doubt he's one of the best defenders, central defenders in our league. Um, and if they can keep their run going, keep their players fit, there's no reason why they can't. If they go on and win the league, will you be gutted that you weren't part of it? No, I'll be absolutely delighted for the club and for Gary and the staff and the players, but. You know, it's one of those things. Football's fluid. You know, things happen. You move from club to club at times, and that's one of those things. I'll be delighted for them, but you know, it'll be. You've got your own work cut out, don't you? You've got your own work cut out. (laughs) (laughs) Did did you think, Chris? You know, you were moving from a team that has got a real genuine chance. And I agree with you; they can win the league because they've got that quality. But you're now going into a club that's bottom of the table, and I don't think Dungannon Swiss will be there for too long. I think you'll do a good job. I've said that on here, so I'm not just saying it because you're here. But you know, there's a title waiting there for Glenavon if they can keep this up. 
So it must have been really difficult, I think, for you to leave that behind. Yeah, you know, Glenavon haven't won the league in 50 years or 50, 60 years, something like that, and they've got a great opportunity this year. But, you know, I couldn't let the opportunity to manage a club pass me by. You know, you might not get that opportunity again. Um, yes, if Glenavon go on and win the league, it'll be great for them. I'll be slightly disappointed, but I've got my own job to do there. And, if I can get Dungan and Swift moving forward and, and moving up the league, then I'll be happy and I'll, I'll be pleased with my season. And you had a chance to come here to Linfield, um, uh, but you chose Dungannon, so that must be a massive boost for that football club, in my opinion. Yeah, well, it's completely different circumstances. You know, the time, and I spoke to David in the summer about coming in as a coach, and, you know, it just wasn't the right opportunity at the time. I was happy at Glenavon, I was, I was coaching, I was doing lots of work regularly and you know it's a completely different scenario to Dungannon where you're going as number one as the manager and um, where really the decisions and rest with you and um, so yeah it's, it was one of those things it just wasn't the right timing for me to, to come to Linfield but you know ultimately <laughs> hopefully it's turned out the right this season and they've ended up at Dungannon. You've got a very funny dressing room those boys are good cracking that dressing room. Yeah they're a good bunch of lads you know there's they're younger than you think you know it's quite a young squad you know, you look at the likes of Chris Haggerty, who's been about for quite a while. He's he's only 24, 25. You know, Dougie Wilson's the same. You know, there's a couple of experienced pros, but they're they're a good group. There's a good mix of local players to Dungannon, with a few from sort of further afield. But you know, they they all get on well. It's it's a really good dressing room. So we'll be hoping to transfer that out onto the pitch when we start picking up a few wins. Josh, congratulations on on personally your start of the season. It's been incredible for you and. There seems to be a, a real cohesiveness in that squad. New boys are, are on the pitch to deliver week in, week out. Thank you. But um, I think it comes from last year. I think at the end of last year, it was, you know, yourself being on around the change room. It was, it's always been a good bunch. Like, so, no, it's been a great start. I think a lot of people don't realise as well. We Last year, we had bad form at the end of the season from Christmas on, Boxing Day onwards uh, at home. And we still finished third, fourth. We ran around there still. And... I think if we had corrected that last year, we would be up around the title. You know, we'd be top three and competing. I think uh, our home form let us down last year, and we've corrected that now, and we're we're sitting nice. But it's still a long season. How much you miss this man? Obviously, I miss him because I went through Chris a lot as well. My time at the, in Glenavon last year when I started off, it was easy to contact and uh, enjoy the sessions as well. But you know, as he says, it's a opportunity he couldn't turn down. So. I, w- I wish him all the best. What makes Gary Hamilton such a great manager? I think it's because he's he's played and he understands what it takes to win. And for me coming in, like I, I played with Derry, I was developed with Derry, and it was all about possession and keeping the ball and nice football. And for last year, it was coming in, it was different for me. I had to try and adapt and change. And people are coming saying, "Oh, Irish league's more physical, and you're not going to fit in." Or, but I think it's it suited me more. I'm 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 starting to come become more direct, especially under Gary as well, because he's. He, him himself like last year I wasn't I wasn't scoring enough and I wasn't creating enough and I, I understood that and it's something that I'm trying to add in my game now and now you have an opportunity outside the 18-yard box you go for it talk us through yeah, that goal against Crusaders uh, oh, it just opened up it was nice I could I probably could have ran it closer but no it was just uh, there was a couple of runs I made in the game where I, I was thinking to myself that I should have should have let fly but I need to start adding that to my game I have to tell you, Pete, watching Josh this season has been an absolute joy. I know, obviously, you were there at the start of it, Chris. Um, he's one of the most exciting players in the league. When he gets the ball to his feet, it's like edge-of-the-seat stuff. It really is. You can sense 
the feeling amongst the Glenavon fans. They're really up for it. They're thinking, what's this guy going to do next? And that goal against Crusaders was... It summed up your season in many ways, Josh. What I'd love to know is, is there any title talk in the dressing room? If I'm being honest, there's not. It's, I think it's... Last year, it was more, you know, we were, we were focusing on Europe and stuff, and Gary's told me, even when I signed, it was always, we're always going to try and get Europe. It's not, you know, anything else is a bonus. Irish Cups, whatever. Last year, we obviously didn't have a good cup run, we, which we want this year as well. But I think the mould game and, and our pre-season really, like, set a standard. And if we just maintain that, even fitness levels-wise, I think the week before we played PSNA, you know, down in their pitch and it was like a sand it was like a beach at the time because they weren't on season and then a week after we were playing in Mournview against a top top side like, and I think we shocked ourselves a wee bit you know surprised ourselves big time even with just the fitness levels because we knew then if we matched that the, the, the technical side would like come through but honestly it's just week by week now I'm playing these league games and I think this week off actually I would love to have had a game this, at this weekend because we, our momentum has been really really good like and I just can't wait to get back at it now on Saturday. This time last season, everyone was talking about Coleray, and I get the feeling that now this time this season, everyone's talking about Glenavon. How do you think the squad of players that you have are going to cope with that? Because as the weeks continue and the wins continue, that's going to add pressure. Because people are asking the question, yeah. can you go on and do it? Well, that's the thing. I think last year with Coleray as well, that they showed that teams outside the, the big two or top three, as you would say, can go on and uh, compete. And I think... You know, obviously, it's still, it is really early. Like, we've only played, what, 10 games, so it's not... Almost a third of the way through the season, like, you know. <laughs> I know, but still, like, it's a long season. Last year came down to the last game, so we know it's going to be hard. And to be honest, if we're on around the max at Christmas time, then, like you say, the pressure starts to, to build a bit. But I don't think the boys are phased bit, to be honest. It's a nice pressure to have. Yeah, it is a nice pressure to have. On the other hand, you've got a whole different pressure ongoing. I suppose the one thing you can look at is that, although you could get yourself into a scrap, a couple of wins, and you're almost at mid-table. Yeah, you know, that's that's what you got to do. you got to look to win games. Once you win one, you're going to look to win another one and start building that momentum. Because as you say, if you look at Warren Point, you know, their last five games, I think they've won three and drew two from the gap, and they've moved from the foot of the table where they looked like they potentially were maybe going to get caught adrift to up till eighth, I think they're in now. You know what I mean? So it's, it's about getting points on the board and putting little runs together where hopefully then that'll take you away from, from the, the bottom and the, the relegation zone. Have you been surprised by Institute? And are you also surprised by what's going on at Ards? Because they're really not having a good time. Um, I'm not surprised by Institute. Um, I know Paddy McLaughlin, their manager, I've known him for quite a few years. And, you know, Institute have always been a good footballing side. But I knew Paddy would instill that little bit more steel in them as well. Um, and they've come up, they've come up from the, the first division where they were used to winning every week. And they've carried that on. They've had a couple of good, impressive wins, and you know they're playing at the Brandy Well, brand new stadium. It's a great venue. It's the biggest pitch in the world mm-hmm. as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I haven't been been surprised with either though that Institute or Newry. You know, I thought they would both start the season quite well with the confidence of being back in the in the top league and and everything that comes with it. And um, it'll be up to them now to see how they can maintain that once that sort of first run of games is now sort of coming to an end, and you know. Can they keep that momentum and can they keep that feeling and keep picking up points? But, you know, they've started both, have started quite well. Arge, on the other hand, have been they've been struggling, but to be fair to Colm, they've had a horrendous injury list. I think they've got seven or eight forward yeah. players. Right from week one. Who have who are in, who've been picked up injuries and some of them are long term and 
you know, if you if you're dealing with that amount of injuries in sort of forward areas, it, it's always going to be a struggle to to try and score goals in this league. You know, defensively they've looked quite solid. You know, they've got experienced defenders in there, and Craig McLean, big David Alberts there, Johnny Taylor's there. You know, they're they're experienced Irish league defenders, and you, you've seen that's why they've capped quite a few clean sheets this year. Um, but you know, it's it's come to the stage now where they're they're leaking maybe one goal or two goals, but they don't have the firepower then to to try and get back into games because of the because of the injuries. So Colin will be hoping that those injuries clear up pretty quickly, so we can start trying to pick up some points again. Will you avoid relegation? Yeah, I have every confidence we will. With the quality we have in our squad, there's no doubt in my mind that we will start picking up points and moving up the league. But at the same token, we need to make sure that we deliver that, and we need to start picking up points relatively quickly. You know, we have a Palomino away on Saturday, which will be difficult. We then follow it up with Linfield at home, um, which again will be another difficult game. And then we're in the little run against Institute Arge, Warren Point, where we need to be picking up points against the teams around us at the minute, so we can start moving above those teams, and then we can start focusing on, on picking up points in other games as well. This is the Bet McLean football show from Cool FM, in the Biggles' favourite part, the predictions. And I would imagine on Friday night, you're at home to Institute, you're hoping for a draw? <laughs> yeah, um, no, I think that'll be a tight game. I think it will be a tight game. You know, both teams are quite similar in the way they try to play. Um, and I think it'll be a one each draw, to be honest, and I'll take that every day of the week. Absolutely, Baker. What way do you see it? Pan and I? Home win. Basically, because Newry um, love to play at home, they can't play away, they can't win points away, they haven't won one single point on the road. There must be some sort of travel sickness once they get out of Newry. I know they always try and play good football, but maybe they should try and scratch out a, a draw here or there. But at home, they're a different proposition, and I fancy them strongly to win against Institute. Um, for me, it's a big match because both will be down there at the end of the season, and these matches will tell a tale at the end of the season. And I think Newry will come out on top 2-1 to Newry. Josh? I think the same. Exact same scoreline as well. I just basically... Based off uh, our time in Uri, I thought they caused us problems and they're a bit more physical on the Institute, uh, they're very good in the ball, but they lack that bit of power that Uri uh, have. There's the strikers that were playing against us and the centre midfielder, I'm not sure of his name. My, very, very good at running on behind and causing problems. Like His, his presence was well felt by us. Like, so, no, I think Uri will nick it. Can I ask you, Josh, is Institute your favourite away ground in the Irish League? Yeah, it is. It's, Tell uh, us why. It's five minutes away. <laughs> it's, it's obviously, it's not. I've, I've played on there. It's the first time I've ever actually played on the new Brandywell, so no, it was nice. It was uh, nice to be back there. And was it tough for you to leave Derry City? Because I know, obviously, you're a Derry boy and you've had great success at Glenavon, but that was your club, wasn't it? That was my club. But, you know, I've been there since I was 16, so, yeah, and I was on around the first team at 17, and it was just it had to be done. I've waited long enough. You know, I was there five five seasons, and I'm just lacking games. Uh, I think people were sort of through by my decision because I never actually spoke to anybody about it. I was building up for a long time, and um, when I when I made it, it was the best decision I think I could have made. Definitely, you made the right call, Lermit. Biggo talks about Yuri being at home and, and how good they are at home. You guys struggle with home form for quite some time. What's changed? I think it's just confidence. It's you know we were always very good away from home, and you know people um, I think all oh, the fans were on your back, whatever. It, it wasn't. I don't think for me personally it wasn't that. It was just trying to get 
the rubble of green, just a bit of luck. We 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 had no luck, and I think this year it started to go our way a wee bit, especially at home. And we've we've continued our way form. You know, it's you know we're we're doing both, and I think if we want to push on as a club, we need to do both week on week out. But I think this year we're just taking a game at a time, and that's you know we're away three three weeks in a row now, so you know we just have to keep on getting them three points. Right into Saturday then, Ards at home to Linfield. But where do you see it going? I can only see one winner there. You know, as we said earlier, Ards are struggling with injuries at the minute. They're not really scoring goals. They can make it difficult though for teams. Yes, they'll make they'll make it very difficult. You know, um, they drew nearly to a Linfield not that long ago. You know, so they have the players that are, can defend. They've experienced defenders there who can sit in and, and defend. But I think Linfield and the form they're in at the minute. You know, they're front four, if we'd say, with O'Connor, Kearns, Cooper and Kurt Miller are, are really on form at the minute, you know, and I think they'll just have too much for ours and, you know, I think it'll be 3 0. Pico? We have to mention Jimmy Callagher as well. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Callagher now scores hat tricks. What an amazing achievement that was for you a centre back. He is, but, and the headers were all top drawer. They really all were. The You'd have appreciated those, Chris. Yeah. Really class, and um, I know Jamie is having a fantastic season as well. I've talked a lot about the strikers, like you've mentioned there, Chris, but the defence has been phenomenal. They're not letting any goals in whatsoever, and Ards can't score any. There's kids growing up in Ards now who think they live in a place called Ards Nil because um, it's got to that stage. I know how frustrated Colin Nixon is. You've been working on that all week, haven't you? <laughs> I, I, I used to say it about Northern Ireland back in the day, and I'm getting to say it now because we can't score away from home in an international stage. But in terms of ours, they just look a team lacking confidence in front of goal. And they're not going to get it against Linfield because Linfield are so strong at the back and Linfield now are top of the table. I think Linfield are going to go there and win 3-1. All right, Josh. I don't think ours are causing Linfield too much problems going forward because, like you say, they'll have to sit on if they're going to go for a point. But I just think Linfield will be too strong. I think uh, Linfield 3-0. All right. Ballymena against yourselves. I won't ask you for a score prediction, but do you fear this game? No, I don't fear. I don't fear any game. Um, it'll be extremely difficult. You know, Ballymena have started the season very well. Obviously, they had all those run of away fixtures. Um, they're now back into the showgrounds, so you know it'll be difficult. Um, Davy signed really well over the summer. You know he added energy, he added pace, and he added quality to the squad, <clears throat> and that's shown um, the start of head to the season. But you know we got to be confident. We got to go to places expecting to get a get a result, and you know we'll have a game plan and we'll we'll set up and we'll, we'll go there trying to to get a positive result. Davy's got Balamina playing well, doesn't he? He certainly does, and it's going to be really interesting, I think, for Chris on the touchline because you're up against David Jeffrey. Um, he used to manage you at Linfield. How much are you looking forward to that particular battle? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, Davey was great. He's great to play under. You know, his man management skills are second to none. But, you know, he's always there for advice. You know, I spoke to him a couple of times, um, both when I was coaching at Glenavon and um, when I took the Dungannon job. You know, he's, he's willing to to talk to people and to give you that advice and you know I'm, I'm really looking forward to putting my wits against them on Saturday I think Dungannon can get a point there you know and I'll tell you why I watched Dungannon play at Warren Point your first win Chris as manager 
And I saw a real resilience about the team. I saw a bit of spirit as well. And they tried to play really good football. If they take that performance into the game against Balamina, I think they can get a draw. I'm going to go 1-1 now. Josh? Draw. Sample ass. <laughs> <laughs> right, we move on to Cliftonville at home at Solitude against Warren Point. Will there be an upset on the cards this time around? Pete, this is a big match for Barry Gray. I've got to tell you, um, there's a few Cliftonville fans who are getting really concerned about Cliftonville's inconsistent form this season. I know Barry Gray at the start of the season wanted Cliftonville to be title challengers. At the moment, it doesn't look that way. They've got to get on a run. And against Warren Point, that's not going to be easy because Warren Point, apart from Glenavon, Crusaders and Linfield are the form team. They've got 11 points out of their last 15. They don't know when they're beaten. They don't know um, when to stop. They keep going to the final whistle. Steve McDonald is building something really special down there, which it's great to see. And it's a tough match for Cliftonville, and it's one they're going to need to win. At home, the Solitude fans will get the players' backs and the managers' back unless they do. So Cliftonville, I think, have to produce a big, big performance on Saturday. And they're going to have to look to that man, Joe Gormley, yet again, the record goal scorer. And that's, that's unfortunate for them because I think other players need to step up as well. They have to help Joe out because at the moment, if Joe doesn't score, there's not too many others who are delivering. And I think it might finish 1-1. Josh? I think Warren Point might nick it. I think they, they might nick it. Just, just based on the amount of problems they can cause. Just like you say, O'Connor as well. He's, uh, he's, he's hard to handle. And, uh, but, you know, Joe, you know he, he can just... He's a goal machine, Nick. So uh, it's hard, but I think they might just nick it 2-1. All right, Chris. Um, I think it'll be a tight, tight game. You know, Cliftonville have been a little bit inconsistent, but with Joe and the team, they're going to score goals. Um, whereas one point they're in a good run of form. You know, they're strong and powerful going forward with O'Connor, O'Sullivan, you know, Griffin's there who can score goals, and I think. It'll be one each with one point scoring in the 98th minute. They like like to score late goals. (laughs) Uh, Right, let's talk about Coleraine. At home, two Crusaders. um, Out of the Iron Brew, two sending off, two sending off. Um, Rodney's up against it, isn't he? It's remarkable, Pete. Rodney McAree has yet to win as Coleraine manager, and um, I don't think any of us would have expected that after he went in. You've obviously replaced him at Dungannon, Chris, and um, uh, it's been a tough baptism for him as a manager at Coleraine because I'm certain he won't have thought that this was going to happen either. He's got to get a win on the board quickly, otherwise they're going to be cut adrift from Glenavon and Linfield and potentially Crusaders. Big, big match for them. If you remember the last time Coleraine and Crusaders played, Coleraine battered them 3-0. It was on Sky and... um, uh, it was Oren Kearney's swan song as um, manager of Coleraine. The players need to produce for their new manager now and they need to get up quickly for this match um, because if Crusaders beat them, I have to tell you, I think they're out of the title race because they're going to be too far behind. And Crusaders have now put a bit of form together. They have, so it's not a good time to play Crusaders. But I'm banking on the Coleraine players to show up and to show what they're made of. They're still quality. They're a brilliant side. They just have to deliver for the new manager. And um, I'm going to go for Coleraine to win this one 2-1. Chris? I think it'll be another tight one. You know, Rodney couldn't take another draw, Bigo, could he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as Bigo said, you know, Coleraine sort of 
struggling for a little bit of form at the minute. Looking, uh, Rodney's obviously still looking for his first win, but there's still quality there. There's still quality all over that squad. I think, especially against Crusaders, I think Bradley will be a miss for them. Um, him and Coatsy normally have a, quite an interesting battle. Um, and, and to be fair to Skinner, he's effective in, in, in our league and he's effective of what he does. And I think he's, he's going to be a mystical rain for, for when he's out suspended. But I think Crusaders have hit that little bit of form. Um, and without really Heatley hitting the form, you know, he's, he's getting good opportunities and he's not taking them at the minute and it's not like him. So that'll not last for long. So I think Crusaders are going to go there and I think they're going to win 2 1. All right, Josh. I think it'll be tight. I think there'll be goals, definitely. But I could see a draw all day. But obviously, it's not nice for Corian. But um, no, I think it's just it's hard for Rodney to go on there. And obviously, with the pressure of them last year being right at the right at the death of the league, like, and it's hard because for a new manager to go on there and have a different style. Because Dungan and I thought Dungan last year when we played them, especially in the second half of the season, were outstanding, playing football ways, and we're slicing us open. Um, I just think it's hard. You know, he has to try and get his style across and it's going to take time, it's just natural. So, no, I can see a draw, but you never know. It's two quality sides and it could just swing either way. You boys are off to the Oval on Saturday? Uh, yeah, it's tough place to go. Tough place to go, definitely. But um, I think we have a good record down there. So. They're making goals too. Yeah. They were, you know, at Moorview when we played them this year, they were very solid and was just end-to-end. It was... Uh, was you attack, we attack type thing, but now we're looking forward to it. Bigo, how do you say it? Panama. Glenavon are the best team away from home in the Irish League, in my opinion. When they go away, they play with confidence, they play with a swagger as well, and they always score. You know, um, Josh has been brilliant, obviously, this season. Um, Andy Hall is a player I really respect. The two front guys up front, top quality. And Mark Sykes, well, listen... You know what I think about Mark Sykes, he's one of the best players in the Irish League. I think Glenavon will win. Wouldn't surprise me if Josh makes a goal or scores a goal. I, I, I was going to ask you, have you always been a dribbler Has, you know, since you were a kid? Because I love to see players go past defenders. It's one of the great joys of football for me. Always, Has that always been your style? It was always, it was always what I was interested in. It was the, you know, if it wasn't scoring goals, it was beating people. But... Um, it was trying to get it back into my game because of coming from like a possession team and sort of not overrunning the ball at times. But like in this league, it's you just do it. That's what's good, you know. And trying to get that direct direct play into my game is it's helped me big time. But no, I think playing in the streets. I didn't play like with a team until I was 14, 15. So it was always street football. And then you're going on the like I was coaching futsal as well last year and the year before. So it was always about just that technical side. But no, I love it. Dribbling's it's my game. Like. Keep doing it, mate. I enjoy watching you. Glenavon to win, 3-1. Chris? Yeah, uh, I can't see past Glenavon winning. Um, it'll be a tough place to go. You know, the Oval always is, but Glenavon's record over the last four or five years has been very good. Does Gary enjoy going back to the Oval? And um, putting one over them? <laughs> I think he does. He, he, to be fair, he normally gets a, a good reception. Um, and rightly so. Staff directors and the fans, you know, and to be fair, it's justified with the, the service and the honours he won with them. Um, but no, I think Guy just enjoys going places where he wins. Um, and if they win, he'd be delighted. It doesn't doesn't really matter where it is. But you know, I think it'll be it'll be a tough game. Glen Torn have good players, and you know, and Curtis Allen have one of the, the top finishers in the league. You know, I think Connor Pepper's been a good signing for them. 
um, addressing a wee bit of their problems they had in midfield last year and you know but the form and the confidence that Glenavon are at and the quality that their players are playing at at the minute I can't see anything other than a 3-1 win for Glenavon. If you could sign anyone in the Irish League for Dungannon um, present company accepted <laughs> who would it be in the Irish League? Don't worry, I've got all week. I don't know the answer to that question. It's hard. Um, you can't say listen. too much because you don't want to upset the apple cart where you are. <laughs> listen, um, every team needs goal scores. You know what I mean? Every, every team, that's why. Joe Gormley. Joe Gormley's <laughs> got the, get, gets the big box. That's why Mitch, you know, that's why goal scores are, are vital to any, any team. You know, and I've got one if not two in my club, you know, Daniel Hughes is a quality player. He'll score goals. You know, he's proved that his whole career. Paul McElroy, uh, not an out and out centre forward, but he's got that little spark where he can he can make things happen and he can score goals. So if I could get a big an Andrew Mitchell to come in and play with them too, what a front th- front three that would be. And Josh, who is the player that you most admire in the Irish League outside of Glenavon? Outside of Glenavon? I think uh Joel Cooper's been very, very good this year. Very good. Um, I think he's a different kind of player, and I think he's a special kind of player. Um, I'd probably say Cooper at the moment. Chance, we started off the show by saying congratulations on the new job and your season so far. Um, hope you have all the success in the world. Thank you very much for coming on and joining us this week, and good luck for this weekend. Uh, that's it for this week's Bet McLean Football Show. Big thank you, as always. Uh, thank you for watching. Enjoy your football this weekend. We'll be back with more next week.